happy Friday, everybody. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock live at the PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix. Get to take a little bit of a breath today, Bo Brock. No breaking news, right? No firings, no addendum clauses, you know, no incidents in Mexico City. Yet, hello, <laughs> we get to talk about who I think we both agree is the top realistic candidate for the Arizona Cardinals, that being D'Amico Ryan's defensive coordinator for San Francisco. And uh, we got a tasty little nugget this morning pertaining to some interest with the Redbirds. Yeah, D'Amico Ryan's obviously we heard from Tom Pelissaro yesterday that he was going to interview with the Arizona Cardinals later this week. And you're like, well, what the hell? I mean, it's Thursday. When are they going to work this? When are they going to work this interview in? Uh, you know, is it going to be today? Was it going to be tomorrow? Was Michael right. Bidwell going to fire up the private jet, go meet him in the Bay Area, just like he did with Denver the other day? Uh, we don't know. We haven't locked in the concrete meeting time, but the Arizona Cardinals are getting that meeting, and that's exciting because I think it saves face, especially what's what's going on with Sean Payton, according to our guy Rap Sheet Johnny. That's not a foregone conclusion that it's over, that the Cardinals won't eventually interview Sean Payton. Uh, we did get some tasty nuggets from, from Rap Sheep. He joined our guy Jody Ayler at Fox Sports 910 earlier this morning. Let's actually just listen to what he told Jody here in on the Phoenix Radio Airwaves. Why haven't the Cardinals scheduled an interview with Sean Payton? Is it an indication they're out of the running, or is it just a matter of scheduling? What kind of insight can you shed on that situation? I think there's a couple things. One, the schedule is now in a little bit of flux because the Carolina Panthers had to put some things on hold. The Cardinals interview, to my knowledge, has not been scheduled. I do not know if it will be scheduled. My assumption is that it will be, but I truly don't know. And, you know, I think for Sean Payton, you know, it's not that he wants control. I don't think that's the right word. I think he would like involvement. Um, And, you know, the team deciding to hire a GM Mm -hmm. while this was all kind of in flux, I don't think they did anything wrong. And it seems by all accounts that Monty Asaport is going to be very, very good. His reputation is excellent. Um, But, you know, from Sean Payton's standpoint, I do wonder, like, did that affect things and cause everything to be put in a different category? Why do you think Brian Flores, whether it's the betting market Markets are just perception. Why do you think he remains kind of a central figure in the Cardinals coaching search? You know, I think there's there's some things to like. You know, the, the two, Ryan Flores and Monty Osborne, did have a relationship in New England. I wouldn't say they were like best friends. Like this is not, you know, Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn mm-hmm. uh, in Detroit, but I think they had a good relationship. Uh, and, you know, he would make some sense. He has been a very, very good coach. Um, teams always want to hire really good coaches. I just don't know that he's definitely the favorite. Now, as far as his his interview. And the last I checked, the hope was that it would happen early next week. You know, we'll see if that is in fact what ends up happening. But that was the plan: they get to the weekend and then bring him in. How serious of a candidate do you think D'Amico Ryan's is? Do you think he's a serious candidate? Yeah, yes, I do. Mm, um, I, like I think that. he is a serious candidate for everyone. Uh, you're right; he is. You know, kind of what you're looking for. And his defenses are good, and that's nice. But I would not consider him to be someone who's sort of like a hot coordinator. Mm-hmm. He has been a head coach ever since he was a player. I've been hearing about D'Amico Ryan since he was at Alabama. He has been a head coach always. He used to be a head coach in waiting, and now he's just a future head coach. I mean, you know, that guy's leadership and culture and all of the right things. We can talk about his defense, and that's awesome. They're the best in the NFL, but I don't think that's why you would hire D'Amico Ryan's. 
Lots to unpack there. Big thanks to Jody Ayler over there, Fox Sports 910, giving us that audio uh, from Rap Sheet's appearance. And I don't know, what stands out to you, John? I mean, the, the, the end of that gets me really excited that the top, you know, newcomer to the head coaching pool and D'Amico Ryans, and according to Rappaport, has been a head coach in the waiting since his Bama days. That, yeah. that gets me pumped up. You know, is he a serious contender for the Arizona Cardinals? Yes, he's a serious contender for all these jobs, which is is crazy to me to think that there's also a reality that D'Amico Ryans returns to the 49ers potentially as their defensive coordinator after this is all said and done. Well, we got word from folks out in Houston uh, that he's obviously one of the most popular players in franchise history, but he's no guarantee to get that job. Right. You're going to hire John Gannon, who the Cardinals supposedly, according to Benjamin Albright on this show yesterday, they're going to hire John Gannon over D'Amico Ryans? Are you kidding me? Here's how I look at this entire thing. Sean Payton right now, I think that situation at its best is in limbo. And I think the Cardinals are in no rush to, to meet the demands of the Saints and Sean Payton. And I can tell that the large majority of the fan base feels the same. This 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 process has gotten, I don't want to call it out of control. We're probably making too much of it, but it's just gross. I don't want to give you two first round picks. I don't want you to have to come here and pay you 25 to $30 million and just be the hierarchy of everything we do here. No, like, hey, Sean, we had to hire a GM so we get our, begin our, get our shit together for this offseason. You don't get to just come and have us be fourth or fifth in line and make us wait to hire a GM because here's what's going to happen. Had Michael Bidwell waited to hire Monty Austin Ford, if the Cardinals would have been fourth or fifth in line, they would have continued to be down the line and you would have had no quality candidates for general manager remaining. Nobody would have taken you seriously. If Michael Bidwell was like, yeah, I can't really commit to you and interview you because I'm waiting to hear back from, from this guy. I'm texting his name, Sean Payton. Everybody's going to be like, no, I don't want any part of that. So I I, I do think eventually, I'm probably in the minority, I think they're going to talk to Sean Payton, mm-hmm. whether it's a Zoom call over the phone. That probably happens sometime next week. Because yeah. as we've seen with these five teams, they're going to whittle down their lists. Yeah. Do you feel like that's that would strictly be an optics play to save face? Say, hey, we requested Probably. him. That's public knowledge now. Probably. Like, because it doesn't seem like, as far as both sides are concerned, it, it seems like Sean Payton's chasing the biggest paycheck possible, right? Between the two richest owners, basically, in the NFL, between Carolina and Denver. As far as the criteria that was reported throughout the season of what he wanted, he wanted to be close to L.A., he wanted to have a quarterback in place, a quarterback that he could kind of grow with or get back with and then kind of cre- recreate that relationship he had with Drew Brees, and then he's... He's thinking about getting in bed with a thirty, soon-to-be 35-year-old Russell Wilson who looked as washed as possible in a Carolina franchise that doesn't have a quarterback in-house and isn't in position right now, albeit that they have a good draft pick but not good enough to get one of the top threes as it stands right now. I mean, he, all those, all that criteria is gone. All it really seems like is he's trying to get the biggest payday and also get that the, the, uh, the draft capital for his former employee at the same time. Can I call bullshit on two things? Sure. One of which is that you don't think he's leveraging money against Fox too. Well, he might've already made a decision. He's going back to Fox, but he's like, well, I've got the Denver Broncos willing to pay me this much Fox. Can you meet me in the middle for just one singular season before I go back and take the charger job when Brandon Staley's ass gets fired next year? That absolutely is in play. If you think he's leveraging these teams against each other, but also Fox, you're nuts. And then here's number two. With Sean Payton and Vic Fangio, that was supposed to be a package deal. I don't know if you guys have seen the waiver wire of, of free agent head coaching searches in D.C. He's, Vic's interviewing for other jobs. Yeah. If that was a done deal, 
Why would Vic be interviewing with other jobs? He doesn't know if Sean Payton's coming back to coach. He's out there doing his his DC, you know, carousel as he should. He's the best DC on the market. That that's why this whole thing, it's a big dog and pony show. We talked about it with Benjamin yesterday. Cardinal fans, I think, for the most part, have soured on it to the point where if it happens, great. But we're not yeah. gonna lose sleep over it because I would if you're asking me today, I think he goes back to Fox. I don't I think he's having to talk himself into any of these jobs, which he obviously does not love. He wanted either LA job. He thought it was going to happen. We all thought McVay was going to leave or Staley was going to get fired. McCarthy keeps winning. Like, I'm sorry, Sean, the perfect job for you isn't out there. And if you don't want to go through the ringer of rebuilding a franchise, then you should go back to Fox. We got a $5. He likes this. Go ahead. Oh yeah. He, he wants this. the attention he for sure. He loves this man. He's and an and you're starting man, to yeah. see it, right? You, you're starting to see why people, you know, unless he's your guy, unless he's the head coach of your team, it kind of rubs people the wrong way. I mean, there, there is a certain kind of, uh, I don't know if, if arrogance is, is too much of an indictment on him, but I think that there, he likes this. He likes being uh, the obviously the center of attention. Um, it, it is telling to me, though, that the Carolina Panthers can can reschedule an interview before the Arizona Cardinals can actually set one up. If Michael Bidwell gets D'Amico Ryans, no one will give a flying fuck that they didn't speak to Sean Payton. Right. That's your one big out because fans are indifferent on Brian Flores. We're not super hyped about Frank Wright. They're, the other candidates just don't. D'Amico Ryans is the prize of the current free agent, or excuse me, co coordinator coaching crop. Guys that are kicking ass in the NFL this year. There are some good ones here and there. You know, D'Amico Ryans is the guy. Cardinal yeah. fans, casual or diehards, no D'Amico Ryans. If Michael Bidwell can pull that off, goodbye, Sean. Cardinal right. fans are going to lose sleep over that. Thomas in the chat, great show. $5 super chat. Thank you so much, Thomas. Doesn't pull any punches. Welcome to the family. My man, we do this every day. Yep, we talk about it every day. You can find us wherever you find podcasts right here at PHNX Sports on YouTube. Uh, very, very thankful for that five bucks and everybody that tunes in every day continues mm -hmm. this conversation. And I mean, D'Amico Ryan's obviously familiarity with the uh, with the division. He beats the Rams ass on a, yeah. on a normal basis. He's got the Cardinals number. It would be great to have him on your side. And he's got some insight as far as Kyle Shannon and Hannon and how he likes to operate offensively in his current franchise. The team that he's coaching this weekend against the Dallas Cowboys in the divisional round, trying to make their way back to another NFC championship game. So, yeah, D'Amico Ryans absolutely doesn't have the red flags that Brian Flores has. I would be fine with the Flores thing, and I thought that was another interesting takeaway from uh, Ian Rappaport joining Jody Ayler this morning here on Fox yep. Sports 910 was how he just kind of said, you know, Monty Osmond the Arizona Cardinals' new GM, and Brian Flores, they were familiar with each other. Obviously, they worked together. Like, they weren't, like, best friends. They weren't buddies. They yeah. weren't, like – interlocked like just frolicking through meadows in in foxborough massachusetts together but they liked each other i mean i even heard Osmond ford say himself to richard signs of fox 10 you know brian is a quote special coach brian is a special coach and you know obviously with the betting odds brian flores is a favorite because yeah the public likes to to bet on what they know and they know that there's a relationship there you don't have to look deep on somebody's wikipedia page and connect the dots very hard with that relationship so that's to generate money and yes i think that brian flores probably is until maybe there's a D'Amico ryan's interview and hopefully there's mutual interest from both sides and then we can start to get on that hype train my only concern is does he does D'Amico, who i think is going to take a job Everything is leading toward D'Amico picking a job if he gets offered it. 
if, if he doesn't get back. a job, if he doesn't get a job this offseason, there's a reason why these franchises are known as just poverty franchises. No doubt about or, it. If he doesn't get he, a job offer from Carolina, Houston, uh, am I talking to my <laughs> I mean, I just think that if he doesn't get one, no. it just goes to show that these are bad franchises and that there's reasons for that if they're not going after the top candidates. I agree with you 100 percent But I and I, I don't think there's a scenario in which he rejects them. I but I I'm I'm talking out both sides of my mouth. Somebody's going to offer D'Amico Ryan's. He's not he's not not gonna get an offer. Does he talk to Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and do they convince him better jobs will open up? How did that work out for our guy Byron Lefwich? Right. You have to use that as a cautionary tale. Does anybody think that the Niner defense is going to plateau next year? No, but did anybody think that Tom Brady would be horrific enough to get Byron Leftwich fired this year? Also, no. Um, I think the Cardinals' biggest competition for D'Amico remains Houston. You talk about the player they drafted and developed there. He's beloved in the city. Um, and John McClain, who's a longtime writer for the Houston Chronicle, basically put it out, Bo, that um, you know if he goes out there this weekend and lights up Dallas, if he has a historically great defensive performance like they are going to do everything they can to try to get him in-house um and that's fine but michael bidwell can put on a better sales pitch like hey you're we're further on the west you know the division right yeah. and also we didn't just go through two head coaches in two years they love you today they could hate you tomorrow if you start 0-4 we have kyler murray i mean it i do think the cardinals if houston goes all in i do think the cardinals are facing an uphill battle because i don't think carolina realistically is a landing spot for D'Amico Ryans. I could be wrong there. It just feel like feels like they are destined to go with an offensive guy, take a quarterback, start anew. That ownership likes flash. We, we're going to talk about Denver and, and Indy. They're kind of doing their own thing a little bit. I feel like D'Amico Ryans, if he if he takes a job, will be Indy or Houston or Arizona. Yeah, pick and spreads. Uh, it was reported before the end of the regular season that D'Amico Ryans was going to deny and decline an interview with with Houston, but you know it's the devil you know versus the devil you don't know. And he he obviously knows of what that organization is like. Uh, he played on defenses, defenses with JJ Watt with that Texans organization. But you know, it, it's 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 well known that that's if not outside of Washington, probably yeah. the most dysfunctional franchise. Man, and he's up there too. So the, that plays the Arizona Cardinals' advantage, right? And yeah. it, it, it it all is going to be contingent on and dependent on Michael Bidwell and Ozzie and Monty Osenfort pitching the Arizona Cardinals in the new vision of this team post-Steve Kime, post-Cliff Kingsbury to D'Amico Ryans and in, in selling him on that. Because, you know, you can't sell me on Houston just because there's familiarity there. You just can't. And I like what Benjamin Albright said when I straight up asked him, what's it going to take for the Arizona Cardinals to become front runners for D'Amico Ryans? And he says, well, got, maybe give him a little bit longer of a, of a leash as far as give him a longer contract because the standard like head coaching contracts out of the gates is four to five years. Give him a six year. Give him six years. I saw somebody in the chat say that too. And, and give him some security. I mean, I know security yeah. is only a, a, it's almost a made up word as far as NFL head coaches go, but you give him six years and and he'll he'll feel like it's like the guarantee on the box and Tommy Boy. He'll he'll sleep a little bit better at night knowing that he's got that six year right. It's the pretty new pet, and I'm going to tell you right, <laughs> Houston, their GM. I, I believe this this would be his third head coaching hire. Nick Casario. Yeah, and they had that lunatic Jack Easterbay running around. They yeah. finally booted him out. But that that front office does not have their shit together. No. Now they do have a plethora of picks. 
But you, Monty Asifor can say, I, I'm new to this franchise. I believe in this franchise. Come work with me. I, I didn't, I didn't hire a failure of a head coach. I, I just got here just like you, D'Amico. And I think if you're, if you're questioning what's going on with Sean Payton, take solace in knowing that by all counts, according to Benjamin Albright, people we trust in the media, insiders, otherwise, Monty Austin Ford is well respected. And it was my argument, Bo, since mid December. They were going to move on from Steve Kime, hopefully move on from Cliff Kingsbury. Michael Bidwell needed to get a good GM in place so then he could step away and let the GM do the recruiting. Yeah. And I like Mr. B. And he's got the facility. He's got the private jet. You let him be the icing and, and write fat checks. Right. But in terms of recruiting a quality football man, you need a football man to come in and seal the deal. And that's what Monty Asenfort can give you that really Michael Bidwell couldn't do. Because then you get stupid questions like, why did you give Cliff Kingsbury that extension, Michael right. Bidwell? Why did you put that clause in Kyler Murray's contract? Monty is like the fresh, you've made this assumption or this uh, assessment, but it's the fresh coat of paint. Like he can come right. in here now and it's like, this is this is all new. There's nothing lingering from the prior regime other than players. And guess what? You can move off of players. Move off of players tomorrow. We're going to work together. We have the same vision. We're lockstep. But you got a time lingering around. I'm sorry. That was never going to be appealing for any free agent head coach. So right. they are, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, Bo. They're in a much better position now, 10 days into this, than I thought they would be to get to Miko Ryan. I don't know yeah. if they're the front runner, but I also feel like I feel differently compared to Brian Flores than I did about two, three days ago. Because I, I you're going to be hard-pressed when when they meet with D'Amico next week to not put him atop their big board if they don't already. Right. And maybe then Brian Flores is the fallback, like a lot of people think Vance Joseph is. Because Brian Flores is not interviewing with other teams for a head coaching job. Right. He he, he will Great take point. that job if you offer it to him. You know you have that and bring him in for a second round of interviews. But man, oh man, this fan base, could you imagine? Kime gone, Cliff gone, right? And you add D'Amico Ryan, a new well-respected GM, and we're going to talk about the draft later, and Will fucking Hernandez, or Will uh, Anderson. Yeah. It'd be, un it'd be unbelievable. It'd be yeah. the offseason of the century for this team. They haven't even played a game yet. It would be, well, I mean, it would be like from 2018 to 2019, right? The offseason where it was strange. You hired yeah. a failed college coach, but you had the number one pick. You had this experiment, right, where they were going to bet on these, these unique picks. And I don't feel like it's as unique with these two. These feel like they're not proven commodities, obviously, but their track records as guys behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. What Monty Austin Fort did in New England, what he did in, in, in Tennessee, uh, and what D'Amico Ryans has done, you know, not only as a player, but as as a guy, as a defensive coordinator, or just an assistant coach for the Niners. It, these these are two guys who are ready for prime time. It's not right. Hey, now. can they contend? Can they compete when 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 the lights get a little bit brighter? No, I think absolutely. If they're going to be put in position, it's got to be one of the more more exciting newcomer duos that the NFL is going to have in 2022, 2023. I'm sorry, 2023. What year is it? Who cares? Whatever. <laughs> we're, we're getting a new staff. We're getting a new GM head coach. Picking spreads. You've caught my attention. Let's talk some draft. We're going to talk draft. We're yep. going to talk where these coaches rank right now, who's interviewing with whom, where we stand on the coaching roundup. We're going to get in to all that. But first, I want to tell you guys about my favorite app, the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Right now, all new and existing customers can take a shot at even bigger payouts with DraftKings Step Up Same Game Parlays. Boost your NFL winnings 
each leg up to 100%. Yeah, baby, it's divisional round. Once upon a time, the Cardinals used to play in this round. But we got a banger of an NFL weekend on deck, and there's no better place to be than wagering on old DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. New customers can bet $5. Listen to this. New customers, 5 bucks on any NFL divisional round. You get a, you get $200 in free bets instantly. Your team doesn't even have to win. It's not the spread. It's not the money line. Go put a five spot down if you're a new customer. Smash the promo code PHNX. Boom. $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Only with PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I'm going to do everybody one better here because your boys, DraftKings, pick of the week, the Dallas Cowboy money line, free D'Amico. Let's get him available come Monday. Goodbye, Niners. Goodbye, Brock Purdy. Wow. I'm sick of that narrative. Oh, my God. You know, I, and not because of that pick do I want to be this blunt with you, but, man, are you wrong? Are you wrong? Because Stop. Stop. No, look, here's where you're wrong. Are you ready? You said the best place to be is just to be on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and you're okay. not completely wrong with that. The best place to be is on your DraftKings Sportsbook app when you're in Four Peaks, drinking an you're ice right. when you're cold right, you're right. beverage. That's right. Putting down a kill lifter, putting down a hop knot IPA, a, the Joy yes. Bus Wow, a Sun Brew, peach ale. Can't go wrong. You're getting some action. You're watching the best weekend of sports the year has to offer, the divisional round of playoffs. At me if you don't believe with that, believe that, but you're wrong. Divisional round, you got two games on Saturday, two game on Sunday. The best teams left in the NFL. Cannot wait to watch those games, and I can't wait to do it at Four Peaks. H Street, Tempe, hanging out, enjoying some beer, enjoying some chicken tendies, maybe some chicken rolls, maybe some of their garlic cheese beer bread. Their menu yep. is unbelievable. It's immaculate. Their beer is even better, and the vibes, they they – knock everything else out of the park enjoy it check out what they have to offer fourpeaks.com you got to be 21 years or older to enjoy the beer but you don't have to be 21 years or older to enjoy the vibes and the food check them out four peaks we love them can we get our guy micah parsons to beat brock purdy's ass this weekend please i am so sick of that narrative get them out of the playoffs as much as we hate the cowboys here in arizona somebody take out these fraudulent san francisco 49ers, but I'm going to be on DraftKings. I'm going to put a pretty penny on uh, the old Dallas Cowboy money line. And speaking of pretty pennies, at right now there's probably going to be some cash dished out to some free agent coaching prospects candidates. We're going to go around the horn here, talk yeah. about what is making news. Of course, the Cardinals today uh, uh, can never pronounce his first name. Avero, the D.C., from mm -hmm. the Denver Broncos. He interviewed with the Cardinals today. We knew that was going down. Well-respected. You know, if you get Sean Payton, if you get a Frank Wright, maybe you could do some pairing there. Uh, I don't see him as a future head coach yet. I think he'll probably be a DC somewhere else next year. But then we've got our guy, Dan Quinn, interviewing with both the Broncos and the Colts. Look at this graphic. I didn't even know we had this. Fantastic. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Uh, and then you can see kind of what's going on with the Arizona Cardinals. Scheduled interviews, Aaron Glenn, uh, Evero, my guy, D'Amico, of course, next week, Jonathan Gannon, Brian it's Flores. Ajiro. Ajiro. Ajiro was today. Brian Flores next week. They've already interviewed Frank Wright and Vance Joseph. Why those happen first? We talked about it, Bo. They have no affiliation to anybody else. You don't have, There's not a bunch <laughs> of paperwork you got to deal with. Vance Joseph just basically lives at the facility now. He's available anytime. And then, of course, Frank Wright is... 
I was going to say homeless. He's not homeless. He's unemployed. I'm sure he lives in a nice house, but he, <laughs> he has no ties to the Colts anymore. Right. And then, of course, the lingering question, the requested question of uh, Sean Payton with New Orleans. But pretty pretty stacked lineup here, but I wouldn't mind seeing some more names on this, bow. Yeah, no doubt about it. Maybe some, some bigger names, right? Only one that really... Uh, I like Flores. I don't have a problem with Flores. I don't have a m- problem. I, I really love Gl- Ryan's. But when you see like Glenn and you've got two kind of relatively unknown kind of uh, haven't been working at their defensive coordinator positions that long and Gannon yeah. and Navarro, it, it's it, I get Steve Wilkes vibes from them. Cardinals, yeah. Steve Wilkes, not Carolina Panthers, Steve Wilkes. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I want I, I like the Ryan's and I like, you know, that that. I'd love to see the Peyton at least get on the schedule at some point just to save a little bit of face. But yeah, the, the, the fact that they've only interviewed now, Reich, Joseph, and who knows when Avero is actually going down, if it's happened already, if it's happening right now or, or later today, uh, that the, the ones that they've actually had conversations with, it doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't move the needle. It doesn't kind of uh, inspire hope for the Cardinals or, or organization in the future, if those are any of the, of the coaches that they that they land on, so I, I'm starting to look at some of these bigger fish that were cast by this wide net from owner Michael Bidwill, and now that they've got Monty Austin for it in the fold, that they'll start to kind of add a couple more res- well-respected names to the docket and, and start kind of checking them off the list. But maybe it's a little bit like I don't know when you're trying to get better at, at talking to the opposite sex or or just uh, trying to find somebody out there that you want to date. You just have to get out there and talk more. Maybe he's getting Monty Austin for it up and, and trying to get his game at a certain level. Uh, Vance Joseph getting like the first interview or one of the first that does not go well for, yeah. for VJ. Um, if and it, usually you say if you're not first or last, if you're first, you are last. Vance Joseph in this scenario, you mentioned a lot of those names don't do anything for you. What about Jeff Saturday? If you're an Indianapolis Colts fan, <laughs> there is some momentum via our friend Jordan Schultz. Uh, he could end up getting the job. Uh, I want to run through a couple of these other names with the opposing teams that the Cardinals are competing against. Uh, Ken Dorsey, a name I thought the Cardinals might have some interest in. No, he's interviewing or scheduled to interview with the Carolina Panthers on Saturday. Again, Dan Quinn, I think, is going to end up in either Indianapolis or or can end up in Denver if they don't get Sean Payton. Brian Callahan uh, got an interview with the Colts. I think he is with, um, is he with Kansas City maybe? Can't ever tell. And then we've got the Colts supposedly having a great interview with Raheem Morris, who was maybe going to take over for Sean McVay in LA. This initial group (laughs) for everybody, I mean, there's been like 30 names that have gotten interviews or supposed to get interviews. And what I think is important to remember is our guy, Benjamin Albright, accurately depicted yesterday is just like these guys aren't always considered for head coaching vacancies sometimes as Bo mentioned you just it's like taking some swings at the batting cage right you just you want to get some kinks out you want to work on your swing sometimes it's to pick the brain on your opposition sometimes it's just to do a guy a favor which is I mean you hate to say it like that but with Vance Joseph like realistically he's not gonna get this job somebody else is gonna take this job before it gets to Vance Joseph so um again use the analogy I used yesterday there were 10 openings last year. There are five. And there are, I think, five good candidates available that will take jobs. The Cardinals are going to be able to exit out bow of this hiring cycle with somebody the Cardinal fans should feel good about. I get it. Brian Flores is not everybody's cup of tea. And I understand right. that. 
but you can't say he's been an ad, ad, abject disaster failure. He won nine and ten games in the if, AFC East. Yeah. If if Brian Flores was fired from Miami and he went back to New England, what he was familiar with, and just started working back for Bill Belichick again and, and got back into his normal routine, I'd say, yeah, I'm a little concerned. He's probably not going to learn from his mistakes. He's not going to learn point. you know, the negatives from, from Miami. He wouldn't w- worked for a guy who's never finished under 500 in his coaching career. Another you know, staple as far as NFL franchises go in Pittsburgh and, and the model of consistency and sustained success. And he learned under Mike Tomlin. He didn't just go back and say, I'm going to go work for my guy Bill Belichick again and just get back to my normal stuff. I want to learn, you know, where I can improve my coaching game. And according to Kenny Pickett, the rookie signal caller there, Brian Flores was instrumental as far as him working the two-minute drill and gave him some tips. So it wasn't the same Brian Flores that ended his tenure in Miami where he was alienating, reportedly alienating the offense from the defense. And and again, I'm not going to use this comparison because it's an easy one that people make in the media because of race, but it's because he went and wanted to learn from Mike Tomlin, the person and the head coach Mm -hmm. and the CEO of the team. And that's what Brian Flores would be and wants to be. You think Brian Flores, after leaving that dumpster fire organization in Miami, turned around and said, I want to go join, you know, the easy street with New England? Or do I want to learn from the best in Mike Tomlin, who is able to consistently win despite problems around him with his roster? Big Ben, flaky Big Ben, retiring, unretiring. Kenny Pickett, a rookie who had no business playing this year. They somehow get to nine wins. Mike Tomlin is the epitome of success in the NFL, and kudos to Brian Flores. He didn't say, no, you have to fire your D.C. or I'm not coming there. He's like, no, I'll just be an an administrative assistant. I'll coach the linebackers. I'm just going to work with you side by side. So I I am so bullish on Brian Flores. It's it's one, frankly, Bo, when we made our top five list back in November, I I like Brian Flores. That's why I put him on. I didn't think the Cardinals were going to consider Brian Flores for all the reasons I think Cardinal fans are concerned. Is like, how would that dynamic work with Kyler Murray? I applaud Monty Austin Ford and especially Michael Bidwell for saying, you know what, this is the kind of guy we might need. And so while I still think today, he if you had to ask me to put scratch on on DraftKings, I would put my money even at plus 150 on Brian Flores. Uh, D'Amico obviously would be my first choice. I, to me, I get excited thinking about Brian Flores coaching this football team. And I know a lot of other people don't feel that way, and that's okay. No, and, and normally I would, you know, if you you when you brought that up and, and brought Flores with somebody, that, you didn't like it. I, I didn't, I didn't like it just because you. I, I know who the quarterback is, right? Yeah. And, and I know what what's what's said about the quarterback and and what you know. If, if Brian Flores, it's a simple question and answer, but I think the 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 answer needs to be vetted as far as Monty Austin for Michael Bidwell's. If if he if he believes in Kyler Murray or if if he he wants to improve Kyler Murray and get him back on track. If he wants to challenge Kyler Murray, I'm all for that. But if he doesn't believe in Kyler Murray, then maybe he's not your guy. I don't think Brian Flores is that type of coach that wouldn't be up for that challenge. I don't. Uh, think so you know, I don't know what happened with him and Tua, but it didn't work out, and we we can't have history repeat itself where another talented young quarterback is kind of cast aside and asking himself if he can play at this level because we know we've seen Kyler Murray can play at this level. Now we've seen Tua do it, and you're like, okay, what the hell happened? So well, that's the red flag I'm talking about. I'm just, I, I just want all the cards on no the table problem. as far as that goes. Yeah, I'm with you. D'Amico Ryans right now, Brian Flores, I will take that as a, a, a legit consolation prize. We got some uh, super chats in the, in the chat. Yeah, Marcus, thank you so much for the five spot. My man Flores uh, won seven in a row with a crud roster and got fired. 
Ryan's or Flores, and I'm cool. And we appreciate and look that. The start, look at who so they much. played to open that season. It was a murderer's row. I mean, I, I think they they had they played some of the best teams in the league. He was winning where, games with like featuring Kenyon Drake. That I mean, that was their offense. Devontae right. Parker, who was a bust. And here's what I'll say, and I'll push back a little bit on the Tua saga. He wanted to play Ryan Fitzpatrick because Ryan Fitzpatrick was a better player at, at that time, and he believed he gave him the best chance to win. You're not going to have that problem with Kyler Murray. There's not going to be a quarterback on the roster that gives anybody the better chance to win than, than Kyler Murray. Even Kyler Murray may be compromised next year at some point or learning a new offense. Like I, I, I think it legitimately was like Tua can't beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick right now. I want to play Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he felt pressured by the ownership, of course, to tank and then to play Tua. Kyler Murray is your quarterback until he's not on the roster. Mm-hmm. And Brian Flores will know when Kyler Murray's humming, Kyler Murray's a top five to seven quarterback in the NFL. We just have to get back to that point. So I, I, but I'm with you. Like the accountability thing, that has to be a concern of Michael Bidwell. There was no team, and we said it when we did our postgame shows this year, Bo, less prepared than the Arizona Cardinals to start the year. Go back and look at some of those early games. The Kansas City game, it didn't even look like the Cardinals practiced. What Bo was there every day. They had training camp. They were doing some <laughs> shit, but then they played other teams, real teams. They got undressed. Remember the first half of the Raider game? They were just not competitive, right? So to me, it's like, that's what Brian Flores fixed, the preparation. We're not going to try to out-athlete people and say, well, we don't have to prepare. No, you might be able to get away with that in like the SEC when you're playing like 1AA schools, but you're in the NFL, man, and the, the margin for error is so small and the margin of victory is so small, you have to be intellectually superior and you have to be buttoned up. And the Cardinals were so sloppy last year. Yeah. So I, I think I think from a talent perspective, he would respect Kyler Murray's talent. And man, like this team, this team needs a kick in the ass in the worst way. Not na- for everybody not named Buda Baker. Can I can I give you some really refreshing statistics too that yes. uh, I, I was thinking about getting, but because the Cardinals fan base is just littered with like really informed fans. The smartest uh, unlike, it, yeah, really, really smart fan base, including a lot of a ton of you, everybody in the chat. Unbelievable. But K1 Future on Twitter put this out there. Brian Flores is a head coach to end a season because we know how much of a disaster it was with Cliff Kingsbury. It always was, right? Yeah. Who, according to Jordan always. Schultz, is just living it up on the Thailand beaches out there. Jordan Schultz talked to Cliff Kingsbury for 30 minutes, by the way, today. And he's and he said he's he's just kind of looking at what he's gonna do. But Brian Flores in 2021 went eight and two down the stretch with the Dolphins. We haven't seen a finish like that. Six and three and five and four. Those are all above 500 finishes to the season. Something we haven't seen the entire tenure under Cliff Kingsbury. The entire tenure. I don't know what that's like to win games. One and six, four and did he go four and three in 2020? If he went five and four down the stretch, I know that because they started over. And he won five of his last nine games. And then 0-7. I mean, and, and then this year it was they, – they didn't win a game down the stretch. So oh, I'm talking about Brian Flores. I don't know how Cliff – I've blocked yeah. out Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> the first year with – Brian Flores was told to lose every game to get Tua, and he won five of nine down the stretch. Yeah. Um, he's, a, he, he's a good football coach. We got Jason Krell, our guy in the chat, $1.99 Super Chat. Thank you so much, Jason. I'll take any of them, honestly. No nonsense, guys. I think that's, listen, Cardinals are, aren't interviewing offensive guys. To put the Frank Wright thing aside for a second, we, we don't think he's a realistic head coaching option. The defensive guys are the hard asses. They're going to come in here and demand accountability. 
I mean, like, I don't know Jonathan Gannon, the 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 play caller. I've seen the Eagles defense. It's it's good. It's stacked with players. Yeah. But everybody else that you're bringing in, it's just like everybody's perks up in their chair. I, we talked about it yesterday, and I'm, by hook or by crook, I'm going to get this clip at some point. The, the clip of Michael Bidwell basically stiff-arming Cliff Kingsbury saying, you guys are cutting corners in here. And, <laughs> and when you're getting paid a premium, look at the yeah. Cardinals roster. I mean, yeah. overthecap.com does a great job. Some guy's making a ton of money, and you're just hanging out. It's camp, yeah. camp country club over there, over in Tempe. And so Hassan I'm sure Reddick. Bidwell, Yeah. Hassan Reddick, Fletcher Cox, uh, Darius Slay. You know, a, a lot of proven commodities on that defense for for Jonathan Gannon. You know, I don't, like it, I don't either. I don't. I don't understand why he's in the conversation in Houston. I don't know why he was the front runner. You know, and and you can say the same about about D'Amico Ryan, but th- I think there's a track record of people uh, believing in him as as a leader of men, as being a, a difference maker. And I, I think as far as even the a very talented Niners defense under Robert Sala, even took a jump under a guy like D'Amico Ryan. Uh, Producer Emma, could we see the updated DraftKings Arizona Cardinal head coaching odds if we could? This is where things stand with our friends at DraftKings. Not a lot of movement other than uh, Mr. Brian Flores. I mean, shit, man, it's almost even money at this point. For those of you who don't know what these numbers mean, anytime you get plus money, it means you put a hundy down. You don't have to put that much down, but if you put a hundy down, you get paid out uh, a profit of 150 in the case of Brian Flores. Uh, so if you put hundred bucks down on Shane Bowen to become the next head coach, of the Arizona Cardinals, you get paid out a profit of $900. That's what that means. If it Vince goes to Joseph is cryptocurrency stock right now. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if it gets to minus, you'd have to put down whatever the minus is to win a right. hundred. So there's your little gambling lesson from your boy at PHNX bets daily. Uh, any of these numbers stand out to you? Yeah, Vance Joseph going from the betting favorite at one point, tied with Sean Payton, to now plus 500. He yeah. went from plus 300 to plus 325 to 350 to 500. It, it's, Keep moving it. Yeah, he is. You, you, like an auctioneer would have a tough time just keeping up with his moving uh, odds as far as Vance Joseph. And, and we've been, we've been, I mean, we've, we've dug in on that. We don't believe that VJ is going to be the next head coach. No. D'Amico Ryans is, I think he stayed at 700 the entire time. I'd like to see that number go up. But, you know, Brian Flores is up at plus 150 because, you know, obviously there, there's a lot that of, of uh, data out there or just reports yeah. that would suggest that, you know, there are three people inside the Arizona Cardinals building right now and in, in, uh, in Michael Bidwill and new Monty Austin for the GM there and Adrian Wilson who are very impressed with Brian Flores. So, yeah. you know, and, and the public the knows dots. that. So that's why that's at plus 150 and, and the likelihood of happening very good. Sean Payton continues to be in the 300s. I think that's just because he's a popular name and he could continue to generate people putting money down and, and donating to DraftKings Sportsbook. I uh, think that Sean Payton could be the next head coach, but I, I really want to see the D'Amico Ryan's number uh, shrink a little bit, get closer yeah. uh, to to maybe hurdle Vance Joseph, maybe hurdle Sean Payton and get into the conversation with Brian Flores. That was going to be my prediction. I predict by this time next week, assuming we don't have a hiring, which I don't think we will, the top two names on this for odds are going to be D'Amico Ryans and Brian Flores. You're, I, I will be shocked if we don't get a, a word out after Michael Bidwell interviews D'Amico Ryans that they don't love D'Amico Ryans. I mean, just how can how can you not? And then the, we know they love Brian Flores. So uh, I don't think any of these guys that have already interviewed are going to get a second interview. I could be wrong here. So... And then we'll see if Peyton ever does schedule that interview, 
then that's where you can kind of you know take your ticket card on DraftKings, put it up to flames. We've got back-to-back super chats here. Little Dreezy13, thank you so much, $1.99. Hey, Bo, please ask for the fans about new uniforms, <laughs> please. We've talked to we've talked to them about that before, and I think if there was ever a time, Bo, it would be mm-hmm. this offseason. Look, I'm going to be at the Senior Bowl. Their scouts will be there. They'll probably have their new front office in attendance. When, when it's a little bit – when when I'm not – trying to ask some serious questions in the press conference about who's going to be the next head coach or what they want to do with the draft. Uh, And I I will ask about the uniforms whenever I get an opportunity to ask more than just a few questions. I will absolutely try to work in some uniforms in there. I I, I will, I will not probably be at the press conference for the hiring of the new coach, but why Bo that's unacceptable. That guy's just, if D'Amico Ryan's or Brian Flores, they're not going to give a shit about uniforms. Uh, they're just going to be happy. <laughs> to... Florence may beat your ass if you, yeah, he might. Question. Yeah. He definitely would give me a death stare. Um, so I mean, it will get asked. I will ask it this off season. We'll ask it plenty enough to get a, a concrete answer, uh, before we have to wait for some announcement, hopefully an announcement on some new unis and, and hopefully before they, they unveiled their black helmet. Wasn't that just before training camp in July that they did that? Then the players report and they unveiled the black it- helmet. It's the biggest win of the season when they did that. Uh, if you don't think my guy and his sharp padded, what is it, Patagonia, Patagonia's uh, jacket there? <laughs> Patagucci. Patagucci yeah. isn't going to ask about some unis. Uh, you are sorely mistaken. <laughs> this is the this is the uni watch pod, by the way. Jason Krell, dollar ninety nine super chat. No time waste to draft picks. I'm excited. You should be excited. We're putting together our big board ahead of the uh, combine, ahead of the uh, Senior Bowl. Cardinals keep accumulating draft picks. I, I thought I saw a question, but I'm going to pose this to you as it relates to draft picks with the DeAndre Hopkins saga right now. I saw that the Green Bay Packers were the favorite on DraftKings to acquire DeHop. Uh, wh- what do you what do you think today, right now? You could get for DeAndre Hopkins. I'm putting you on the spot here, out of the blue, but I know that that's something that I feel like once the coach gets hired, I, I don't think they'll be s- slow playing that. I think that that'll move quickly. That they would part ways with DeHop. Let you know it's like ripping a bandaid off. That's gonna be right. a tough day for the fan base. Then you can jump into free agency, jump into the draft, and try to move on. What would you say right now if I asked you compensation wise, what's fair for DeAndre Hopkins? I think I think it's very similar to how the Saints and, and Sean Payton are playing their hand right now. And, yeah. and you can come out of the gates greedy and ask for the world and ask for a first round pick. But when mm-hmm. com- conversations heat up, yeah, I completely agree with Michael Evans that it's I think it's realistic. They get a second. If, if, if it could be a late, it could be a late first. Like you look at Kansas City, and they're they're likely going to be at the bottom of the first round. Uh, I I do believe that you can you can ask for you know first, but probably be pretty content with receiving a second. And you know I wouldn't I wouldn't think it was be high, highway robbery for some team. You know knowing what his cap hit is, if you can figure out something as far as the dead money. Uh, if, if you, if you let him go, you don't like hold on to him for dear life beyond, if it gets beyond a third round pick, you don't make the move, right? It's just like going back to Fox for Sean Payton. You kind of can play that. You can always play that card. Um, Cardinals. They have yeah, some not, leverage. Not, I think they do have legitimate leverage because he showed this year that he can play at a high level as long as he doesn't have David Blau or Trace McSorley throw him the football. If you've got, you know, a competent quarterback, DeAndre Hopkins is going to make plays for you. 
this is not going to be a Cowboys issue where the Cowboys are like, shit, we're under the cap. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows our cap issue. We got to trade to Amari Cooper. We don't value Amari Cooper. We've got Michael Gallup, Dalton Schultz, CeeDee Lamb. You can make an argument. It didn't work out for them during the season. It's worked out for them now. Like the Cardinals will go into camp next year with DeAndre Hopkins if if they don't get a good offer. This is right. not Bill O'Brien who could not stand DeAndre Hopkins and shipped him out. They, Michael Bidwell, they, he's beloved there. He's been their best player on their team outside of, you know, Buda Baker since they've acquired him. But, I mean, you're not going to be able to maximize him while Kyler Murray's gone. It's a new offense. It's a new team. So if you can, you can cash in and get it. I'm going to go on the record right now. I think they get a two and like a four um, and maybe like a mid two. Go to New England, get a mid two, something like that. And there's two starters potentially down the line and maybe a plus starter in the second rounder that you get. Um, you guys are all going to be plus starters using Underdog Fantasy. If you haven't used it yet, it is so much fun. Dabbling on, on Underdog Fantasy ahead of the divisional round is something that I cannot wait to do. I've pivoted on year-long fantasy. And look, you can't do year-long fantasy with the divisional round, but you can with Underdog Fantasy. It does daily fantasy sports differently. Draft your team against up to five of your buddies, and the highest-scoring squad wins that night's cold, hard cash. Or you can just do one-on-one. Bo and I battle all the time. On Underdog Fantasy, we have a blast. Do it this weekend. Do it tonight. Draft up to six NBA players with no positional limits like Will. I don't know, DeAndre Ayton and company. He hit he his over for me, his higher last night in points, Bo Brock. I know our guy Shane Diefenbach hit the lower on Ben Simmons, who was ejected. We have a blast using Underdog Fantasy. You can, too. It's so easy to get started. All you got to do, go to underdogfantasy.com, download the app, sign up with promo code PHNX, Underdog Fantasy is going to double your first deposit, match it up to $100. Meaning if you put 100 bones in Underdog Fantasy with promo code PHNX, it doubles. It becomes $200. There's $200 that you can instantly play on Underdog Fantasy with and compete and maybe make more monies. But you got to use promo code PHNX <laughs> and you got to use Underdog Fantasy. Get in on the action today. I see Saul Bookman talking shit in the comments about underdog fantasy winning over us. I will not stand for it. I will rebound. It will happen. Yeah. I mean, you can divisional round and you're like, how can I get some more action on this underdog yeah. fantasy? Absolutely. Those four games, you can create a, uh, a player pool of the four teams. You can go higher yeah. or lower. You can do some of the, just the matchups. It's unreal what you can do on underdog. Let me tell you a story though. Uh, I'm not going to name any names of a competitor, uh, just furniture store. I'll just say that they they serve delicious sweetest meatballs and that's about it because my wife bought some furniture from there and I had oh, to no. stay up all night putting these things together with these horrible directions. It was an awful experience and it the furniture at the end of the day not great. Let me tell you about you know a redemption story of my wife going to morefurniture.com and actually buying some solid furniture from more furniture and getting our living room, our dining room, our kids room our guest rooms all set up and looking great for any situation. Anytime we have family or friends come and join at the Brock household, they're, they're saying the more furniture, this furniture looks great. We got it more furniture.com. It's set up exactly how we wanted it. Thanks to the white glove delivery. You got to check out where you can save big on the best furniture in the Valley. When you head over to more furniture.com, check it out. M O R furniture.com pimp out your crib with more furniture. Pimp out your crib, pimp out your draft, your mock draft. We got mock drafts coming hot and heavy, and one that Bears looking at 
is from our guy, DJ Daniel Jeremiah, NFL.com. His mock draft, Bullbrock 1.0. Drum roll, please. Let's check it out. Arizona Cardinals picking third overall. Oh, my goodness. You love to see it. Will Anderson Jr. in this mock draft out of Alabama. Generational blue chip, if you will, prospect. That's why it was so critical. Cardinals jump those fraudulent sea chickens on the final weekend of the NFL season. And I know that the draft a couple months away, but it's never too early to check out DJ's mock draft. Get used to seeing Jalen Carter and Will Anderson kind of flip, take turns here. But man, oh man, it's just a great feeling. It feels real now. Yeah, you you really have to love it to see, uh, you know, I think who are people at Tavin is the top prospect in Will Anderson Jr. going to the Cardinals at three. But Daniel Jeremiah, the most well-respected draft expert out there, loves Jalen Carter. Here's what I'll say. Looking at the DraftKings Sportsbook app as far as who's going to go number one overall, it the, the, the favorites are all three quarterbacks. And yeah. also I've seen odds where it's an overwhelming favorite that uh, the Bears are going to trade out of that pick. So take that information and do what you want with it. But there's a likelihood where there could, it could go quarterback one quarterback two in this drop mock draft scenario. Bryce young is the only quarterback off the board before the Cardinals pick a third. But look, if they land with Will Anderson and that was the biggest need, I think for this defense, I know that Jalen Carter would have helped on the interior of that defensive line, but we saw decent interior defensive line play from Watt from Zach Allen at times this year where we really, as far as the Cardinals go, they didn't have any pressure from their edges. The most that they got was from the, the pair of third rounders that they selected in the 2022 draft, Cameron Thomas and Maje Sanders, who had five sacks between the two of them. He didn't get anything from, from junkyard dog, Marcus golden. He didn't, you didn't get anything from Dennis Gardeck. You just didn't get anything from your edge rushers outside of the rookies. So to bring in a player of the caliber of Will Anderson to immediately bolster your pass rush, that is, uh, that, that's the dream for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, it would be a nightmare. It would go from a dream to a nightmare. If I was looking at this mock draft, and by hook or by crook, Emma, can I see that one more time? Uh, look what is happening in Seattle. Um, anytime I see Cardinals and Texas Tech, we have a yeah. problem. Tyree yeah. Wilson going fifth overall to the Seattle. That would have been the reality we were facing. That's why it was so critical. We can thank our friends at DMVR, the Denver Broncos, for beating the Chargers and fraudulent Brandon Staley. So we were able to secure the third overall pick. Because if I, if we're, if we had to sweat this out, you know, uh, we get sweaty sometimes. I'm a sweaty guy. But if I had to sweat out three months of not knowing if I was going to get Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, and I was down there picking in the slums, and all due respect to Tyree Wilson, but Texas Tech Big Twelve football. No, thank you. Miles Murphy, ACC football. No, thank you. Not with this retool. I need a blue chipper from the SEC. The Cardinals, it has been so flipping long since they've had an impact defensive tackle. And then Will Anderson, I mean, it's it's plug and play. It's Nick Bosa. It's coming into the NFL and immediately kicking ass. I mean, this the draft is usually, it's fun, but it's chaotic. It's hectic. I feel so good about where the Cardinals are at. And I know our guy, Monty Ford said, well, we're open to trading down. Mm -hmm. get, get out of here with that. You're going to have pre presumably a pick or multiple picks for D-Hop. You want to trade down from 35, that's fine. Don't get cute with the third overall pick. This team does not have enough high-end, top-end talent, especially when you trade away D-Hop. You need cornerstone players. If you trade down from, the top, from three to like <laughs> seven and get an extra whatever – and you're taking ACC defensive linemen, I'm going to just, I'm doing this. I'm walking off our draft set. I'm going to be so disappointed.
But I Monty's too smart for that. I I disagree. I look. You would. Roster, you would disagree. This roster is more than one play. If, if Will Anderson, I would disappoint. Be disappointed they traded out and Anderson was on the board, right? But I, I get excited when I see some of these quarterback hungry teams behind the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, if you if you want to maybe get a, a haul, if you want to get a, some draft capital, if you want to mm-hmm. to expedite a rebuild, we're not talking Steve Kime. We're not talking about trading out and getting an extra second rounder that you can buy. You can get yourself an undersized Andy. wide receiver any longer. Those days it's are Andy. done, baby. We don't celebrate that enough. The days of getting Panera Bread State wide receiver that's mm-hmm. five foot seven and a half with a four two forty are over. That, like that me can't up there holding the Cardinals jersey. Yeah, it's like <laughs> me up there. Hey guys, I'm your second round pick. All right. My God, this guy didn't even attend the combine. Oh well, we're the smartest guys in the room, right? Holy Bullshit. shit! I just got Those drafted? days are what? dead. <laughs> Those days are dead. But if you trade out and you put yourself in a position to stay in the top ten, and then also gain some draft capital, and you get like your Peter Skaronsky, and you can get a legit offensive linemen start to build around and protect Kyler Murray. That gets me equally as excited. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't want to just put all my eggs in the Will Anderson, Jalen Carter basket. Shame on you. I, I think that there is a, a, a very wealthy future for the Arizona Cardinals as far as, you know, really just talented players in the draft with Monty Osmond trading down. Mm, well, 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 what happens to this franchise how we forget what happens to this franchise when they get greedy and they don't take what's standing right in front of them 2003 <laughs> when they passed on a certain Arizona state linebacker that wanted to come and play for this franchise that no, we're just going to get cute. We got our two first blah, blah, blah. You get Calvin Pace and Bryant Johnson bust bust. They should have taken Terrell Suggs. Don't let Will Anderson become Terrell Suggs with, with this franchise. That when would be I a ask, horrific mistake. When I ask who hurt you, I know who hurt you. I know who uh, this hurt franchise you. This hurt, <laughs> hurts me right here. Emma, can we see your fantastic draft order? We're into fancy shit. Check this out. This is the official PHNX Cardinals draft order. This is the only place I'm trading out. If I get a phone call from Indianapolis right there at 4-12-1, and I'm switching 3-4. to because you know Indy is taking a quarterback. It's it's the scenario where, remember when the Niners were at two and the Bears were at three and they traded up from two to three to take Mitch Trubisky? That's the only way I'm trading down. If Chicago and Houston and Indy are the top three and you assume two, at least two of those are quarterbacks, I'm okay. Jalen at, at four, Will at four, that's fine. You throw me a ham sandwich, I am not moving past four. If this franchise moves past four, I'm going to have... I'm just going to lose my mind. It's not no. going to be good for anybody. I'm going to take it out on you and our guy Frank Sanders <laughs> and Damian Anderson. I'm going to be looking to fight somebody. If I can't tout Jalen Carter or Will Anderson as the first round pick of this franchise, I'm I'm going to stiff arm you. You will not be going to that press conference that day. I will Stop. be going with Look, hell to if, pay. If I if, 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 if it's Andy, absolutely. If they want to pull the Chicago Bears where they traded up one spot to get Mitchell Trubisky, fine. That's it. I'll do it. Look, that that is a crazy, chaotic franchise that's very capable of doing that. No doubt about it. I will take all the picks that they can possibly do. But if another team, a quarterback hungry team, calls Stop. Monty Osenford on the Bulls Osenford ready phone, to trade down to nine or ten and just be left with a, a division two corner. Oh, that's what you, a division two. We're talking about the top ten in the NFL draft. If they're oh, calling the, the Oz and phone and Monty picks up Oz and he Gardner. says, let's make a deal. And, and they, they're willing to give you, you know, a future first or another second or a third. You listen, 
you, you know, absolutely saw, listen. And then you still get a top 10 pick. You know, we saw what Sauce Gardner did coming from a small school. So we said, let's take a small school kid at nine or 10. And again, Stop. this is not, I, I shouldn't disrespect Monty like that. I'm disrespecting Bo Brock. Bo Brock's ready to <laughs> trade down potentially out of the top 10, miss out on all the, all the elites, all the premiums um, for a couple scraps. I'm sorry. I'm not into it. Play, you know what I'm especially not into? Future first, because those future first in value in the in the scope of the draft value are only really worth the second round pick because everything devalues over time. Man, we're gonna have so much fun talking talking draft. But if this team trades, Evan out, Neal, not- Charles Cross, both guys that played well, Garrett Wilson probably is gonna be the NFL offensive rookie of the year. He was tenth overall, and you're saying there's no value beyond the third you overall pick in the need- draft. The two best players in the draft are two are the two positions that you you need. You suck at defensive tackle. You have no like I love Zach Allen. Let's not overrate Zach Allen. He's fine. He's a starter. Well, you lose JJ. End. You lose JJ Watt, right? Mm-hmm. I like Majay Sanders and Cameron Thomas. Are they as good as Will Anderson? Of course not. No, no they're not. They're not. And you're gonna you're gonna trade down and give give those two two players to two other teams? I'm sorry, I just can't. I can't be okay with it. But I'm okay with all of you, all of you going to gophnx.com, no. becoming a diehard. We're diehards here, as you can see. Join us in the exclusive member Discord. Check out the PHNX merchandise locker. Pick up one of these fresh hats. Hottest hat in the valley. I'm always asking. That PHNX cat's fresh. You can get it right now. The merchandise <laughs> locker. Wall supplies last. What or you 60 year old be- is asking you if that hat, telling you your hat is fresh? <laughs> Over at the Maricopa Gold's gym, everybody's just like, hey. Young fella, that's a nice looking ball cap you got there. And I said, become a diehard old man. It becomes yours for free. Check it out. Our guy Howard cranking out exclusive content on the red nine on the reg. 90% of the articles at gophnx.com cost you this much money for free. Become a diehard now. Get discounts to all the future events we got going on. We got so we got so much content. Bo's gonna go to the senior bowl. We got waste management. We got Super Bowl week. We got combine. Everybody stops when the offseason starts, except for this show, this pod, this brand, because PHNX, we own the offseason. Mm. Yeah, I was going to ask, what do we do? We own the offseason. That's we right. Do. No doubt about it. Uh, you know, I wouldn't, uh, there's no place I'd rather be than getting ratioed in our chat like I am right now. As far as <laughs> did Johnny just jump off? Did he yeah. just call it a day? He just yeah. said, that's it for me. That's enough. That's enough PHNX Cardinals for me. What happened to you? Nothing. I clicked a button. <laughs> but I've, it's always fun to talk with everybody in the chat. You guys killed it all week long. It's been fun. Since Black Monday, this has been an absolute blast. It was an entire, despite a 4 and 13 season, it's been an, it's just an incredible run. And we've got more and more content. It doesn't just stop that since the Arizona Cardinals decided to hit the reset button, our work is just getting started. And it's, it's been such a, such a fun time. We are so fortunate to have all of you on this journey with us. You have, uh, you're in the process of making this our best month to date. We appreciate all of you more than you know. We want this to be a space for all of you. It's not. I literally clicked the button here. Emma clicks the buttons on the show. That's why everything works. If I was clicking the buttons, all hell would go loose. But we're we're uh, we're excited about the content that we're going to be able to provide. You guys want guests. We're here to get guests for you. We're here to ask the questions that you would want to ask themselves. And uh, this chat is just my favorite place to be. If I'm not hanging with my family, I want to hang with Cardinal fans in this chat every single day. We are back 
on Monday, 4 p.m., unless we get some breaking news. As we continue, Bo, the pursuit of the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Bo Brock. Everybody have a wonderful, safe weekend. Enjoy the games.